Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with co-host Guy, episode 125. Yes. It's Masters Week. Yes. Tiger is in town. Yes. At Augusta, not here in town. <laughs> Salford. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like suddenly the golf world has, has reunited and, and electrified, and I feel outrageously excited, as you might be able to tell. Yes. Um, I can't wait for Thursday. Masters Week, for me, is one of the best weeks of the year. It really is. Yes. Um Apart from that, we're going to make a killer podcast, hopefully. Mm. <laughs> so, so. We'll see. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, you're right. Obviously, it is Masters week. And is it, it the Masters is arguably the best major. There's there's arguments for the Open. There's arguments for the Masters. I think they're the main two, let's be honest. I'm repping Open merch today. You, so that, that, you know where my um, allegiance is. However, I think the time of year for the Masters, certainly in England as well, it's so, like I said, it's so kind of monumental because getting a little bit warmer, a little bit sunnier, I was moved, so we got more golf at night, and yeah. then that was a rubbish clap. You do a good clap for me. Quite a lot of pressure now. Go on. No, Boom. Well. Go on, yeah, it's not bad. Boom. The Masters is here. I feel like golf courses are getting in better condition yes. over here in the UK now. Um, I, I just like how I need to drive range this weekend. I, I know you did. It feels like the buzz is in the air, like the, the grass at driving range have been cut at the weekend. New and balls just, as well. New balls. Yes. And you can just smell. <laughs> you can smell spring. You can smell the Masters. You can smell the excitement. How does the Masters smell? Green. Mm. It does, yeah, it's that's just, good. That's good. It's actually. just it's just greeny grassy now. <laughs> um, I, like, I was very fortunate to go in 2018, and, and hopefully you're going to go again soon. Not this year, obviously that's too soon, but hopefully again, uh, one year. Um, I think it's one of the. It's like you, you're right. I love the Open. Like mm. literally love it. Obviously, it's an amazing, amazing major. We've talked about it loads on, on this podcast. It's our, one of our favorites. And this year, obviously being at St Andrews, it's going to be extra, 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 extra special. I think what's going to make it even more special now, we were questioning when Tiger came back at the end of last year. Yeah, but is he actually going to play in any of the majors? Is he? At, wouldn't it be great? We were dreaming about him playing in the Open. 
At the moment, the dream is he might be playing in the Masters. Well, that's it. We're recording this podcast at 10 a.m. Monday. So by the time this goes out, there might be more news that he is or isn't playing. Did he say, when did he say he was actually going to let uh, people ele- know? 11 a.m. tomorrow. Oh, is it really? Time. Yeah. All right, so it'll okay, be like, so like four o'clock in the afternoon for us, roughly. So people still might not know by now, but they may. No, yeah. Um, what's mad with Tiger, though, is years gone by, I would never imagine him playing if he didn't think he's up to full fitness because he wants to win everything he plays in. Whereas now, do you think he's got a mindset more of, well, if I can get it round, I'm happy to be here and just compete? Or do you still think he'll only want to play if he honestly believes he can win? I think he's so superhuman. I mean, he makes me feel like like a waste of space. (laughs) (laughs) He really does. He makes me feel like you lazy bee. Because he's just... He's just an animal, isn't he? Like, he had a car crash 13 months ago, and he's now walking the golf course, Mm. like, playing. There's rumours that he's whacking driver on the driving range 290 yards, carry. Like, he looks, like, in the best shape. He does look lean. I've seen him ever. I just don't feel, like you've just mentioned that, I don't feel like this is just a cameo role. I hope not. I honestly believe, I mean, he's won 21% of the time he's played in the Masters. Which That's is pretty staggering. Good, so I feel like this is not... He has got the game to win there. He obviously won it two years ago. Or is it three now? Maybe three Three now. years ago. Um, like, he has got the game to win it. Um, I, I, it's just whether his body's going to be able to withstand the practice, the, the grueling competition of actually walking around the golf course every single day for four days. Um, right now, I'm, before we even know he's going to make it, if he plays, do you think he's going to make the cut? I think the only thing I would say is you never know what Tiger's going to do, do you? Like, no. he literally could come out and win this. I wouldn't put it past him. But I do think this year you have got to be realistic because surely, even if he's in it well, he will have lost some of that competitive edge. And that is what Tiger was. Although his skill sets, obviously, on the golf course were amazing. His putting, his iron play. But one of his biggest strengths was mental strength and it's just his relentlessness to win. Without playing that many competitions recently, obviously, he's going to have lost some of that, surely. So I think, for me, if he makes the cut, that will be a big deal. And then from there, we can maybe look at... What do you think? Getting excited. I just, I'd love to see him in Sunday red. Yeah. Whatever happens, I'd love to see him walking around on Sunday in red, wherever he's placed in the leaderboard, obviously making the cut. But for me, it, it's like, how, how does he do it? Like, how does he... How does he keep the whole world on on like the, the edge of the seats? In, in the sense that obviously he had a car crash thirteen months ago. He came back back end of last year and played that father and son event mm-hmm. um, with obviously with Charlie. Like, how does he then come back and like tease? Because his original press conference at the end of last year was like he doesn't know if he's going to be able to play again mm-hmm. competitively. Never mind playing in in, in majors. Like how does he do it where he, he's like, he tricks us? Because like now he is playing and, and he is walking around the golf course and he does look good and it's like... Well, the big thing was, would he actually ever walk again? Like he thought he might literally lose his leg after a car crash. So his first thing was kind of walk, which obviously he can now walk. Then it was kind of swing a club. Then he, you know, short irons, etc. Now he's smacking drive like he's a 290. That's madness. I think... What almost worries me about Tiger, though, not worries me, that's the wrong word, but what intrigues me maybe is a better word. Rightly so, there is so much buzz around him right now. Like, obviously, and he deserves that, and I'm one of his biggest fans. 
what will happen when he does retire? Like genuinely, like who 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 else has this pull? I know it does, it, and and we saw we've seen major tournaments without Tiger. Obviously, the last few years he had that real spell where he didn't play in majors for a long, long time, and then in last year he didn't play in any majors. There's still interest there. There is, mm-hmm. and there's still characters in there, but I don't think. Well, there isn't uh, there isn't anybody, and I don't know if there is ever going to be anybody that really gets that buzz early. Like if Tiger wasn't playing in the Masters this week, would I be as buzzing today? Because it's Masters week, probably not. No, you'd, I'd say you're a ten out of ten now. You'd be a nice seven. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's yeah. Masters week, but with Tiger in, it's like, oh my god, I'm like, <laughs> I like, can't wait. The the only other golfer that did this, and was it last year or the year before, Bryson? Yeah, when he's distance. When Bryson came in, and it was like, oh my god, he's hitting it so much yeah. further. That's kind of fizzled a little bit because yeah. we've seen it now. It, we've seen that he's not going to win every single tournament because he's in it 400 yards. You know what I mean? Um, but there's, yeah, just something different about. Well, Tiger. you know, you are a superstar of the golfing world when your footwear makes absolute headlines. Mental. And I woke up this morning. I'm sure you. Well, you have seen it as well. Spoke about it before. The huge news, and it might sound ridiculous, but this is huge news: that Tiger Woods, at this moment in time, is not wearing Nike footwear. So rewind time a little bit. He's been wearing Nike since he, he very first turned pro, wasn't he? Well, I actually think, I might be wrong in saying this, but he's obviously used loads of different hardware brands. So he, he used Cobra Driver, he's used Titleist, he's obviously used Nike, now he's used TaylorMade, there's probably a few others in there. He's used Titleist Irons. Bridgestone Ball. Bridgestone Ball. Scott Cameron Putter. We, we've seen him have different stuff in the bag. But as far as, even his amateur days, I'm not sure, so someone might quote like um, correct us on this. I've always known him in Nike yeah, footwear. Always. Like I've never known him since when he first came hit the scenes. He has always worn Nike. And right now, as he steps out onto the practice ground on Sunday yesterday and he's, he's doing some preparation ready for the Masters this week. I didn't spot it at first. I just presumed it was a, a black pair of new like Tiger Woods golf yeah. shoes, really. On closer inspection, some of the journalists on site have taken some very, very close up imagery of what appears and i believe it has been confirmed by reliable sources he's wearing foot joy shoes wow which again to a lot of people listening might think bloody hell Rick, there's so many things going on in the world do we care about this but in a weird way in golf like it is a big deal well, like, it's, a, it's huge it's a huge deal when i think for nike worldwide tiger is one of the biggest ever athletes you've obviously got michael jordan yeah you've got ronaldo and you've got tiger and he's been literally since, like I said, since he turned pro, he signed a contract with um, with Nike. And even I'm sure when he got um, in the World Hall of Fame today, Phil Knight from Nike was actually there. I'm yeah. sure he was. Um, and actually, Phil Knight, the, the guy who created Nike, did, did a wrote a book that's really interesting. Talked about Tiger in there, and they're very kind of close friends. Obviously, have a great relationship. So Tiger's still wearing on Nike apparel right now. I doubt it's that he's moving away from Nike. It's possibly more that this shoe is wearing a very kind of classic foot joy, very kind of flat bottomed. I imagine that there's something in that style of shoe that's helping him either walk or perform. Yeah. A lot of the newer Nike shoes are more like a trainer, where that doesn't quite work well for him. However, surely the engineers at Nike Can could, make have, could have made it. Yeah, in a week. Yeah. Maybe so. I mean, maybe they're trying to put him on the same contracts they tried to put me on. And he's saying, no, <laughs> I don't not, want that. I'm not posting to, <laughs> to sell product. <laughs> but, but that's the thing, though. It's a silly thing. And it's one of those things. It's a massive story right now. It's a big story right now. In six weeks, whatever, it, it's yeah. moved. 
But imagine if he actually does go on to win, which I would love, and he's wearing a foot joy shoe. It'd be mental, wouldn't it? It's mad. So that's interesting. And also, when he played with his son, Charlie, again, he's, he's not signed. He was Nike apparel, but he had Puma, uh, Puma shoes on. Shoes on, yeah. High tops. So what's going on with Nike shoes? Mm. It's very interesting. So we'll have to watch his space and see whether Nike come out with a more classic shoe that suits Tiger. They'll do it, anything they can, won't they? Well, is it Surely. as simple as he has, you know, he's obviously gone to the golf course in the recent months trying to hit balls again. Whether his current shoes weren't working for him, he went into the pro shop, but he bought some or got given some more likely, and they just worked, and that's all he's sticking to. I, I think I think it's even more of a... I think he jumped on his private jet. Yeah. You know, it's a big circus <laughs> now following Tiger around. You've got a lot of people there. You've got the security guards, the, his, his girlfriend, I think. Still girlfriend. I don't think they're married, are they? I don't think so. Maybe his kids were jumping on the plane. It's hard with kids. When you've got kids, like, you've got to look after him. You've got to make sure they're being fed and watered and all that good stuff. And they might have just been the fact that he had a little shoe bag on, on the tarmac yes. in Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly they jumped on the plane, a bit like Home Alone. Yes. Like a scene like Home Alone. They shut shut the door of the jet. They're all fine. They're on there. They're all there, sipping a bit of champagne. Yeah. We're, off to, we're off to the masters. We're off where you go. And then suddenly as, as the jet's peeling off the tarmac, Tiger looks down and suddenly realises a Home Alone moment. Ah! Oh! <laughs> is... is bag of nike footwear has been left on the tarmac and he flies into augusta and he he legs it he, he he's, never, he's not run for 13 months but the speed is incredible he legs it down magnolia lane i've seen a little meme recently of like a clip of like forrest gump you know and like he, he gets rid of his shackles <laughs> off his legs and stuff forrest gump running down Hat on backwards sunglasses <laughs> he barges into the pro shop and he says jeffrey don't know why jeffrey yeah, i feel like jeffrey knocks might, yeah. work, might be in there. Okay. You know, the marker that does it on yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Jeff, I need some footwear. This is sorry, Ty. We're just booking a tea time for Colin for next week. Can I, can I book on for 10.40 on Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tuesday, we've got a very big tournament on. What do you mean? I pay quazillion pound dollars a year. Yeah. I want my tea time. Tiger said there with a shoehorn trying on the footwear. <laughs> he goes in the back. Uh, well, I've got, I can, there's one off the display. Do you mind taking the one off the display? Ooh, I need a size 10. We've got a nine and a half or an 11. Oh, f- I'll have the nine and a half. I can order them in for you. I'm sure they'll be in like in two weeks. And if you want to buy a pair of socks, we'll give you 20% off. Obviously, I'll do that. Obviously. And put them on my account. I've not got the cash on me. He's got. He's had some twos there. Of course he has. So he's probably got a decent yes. two, twos kitty yes. in the pro shop at Augusta. He had one 16, didn't he? He's not used that money yet. There so. we go. So, yeah. long story short, with our investigative journalism, we've got to the bottom of why Tiger Woods is wearing Footjoy golf shoes. Well, last thing on this is apparently a Nike statement. I don't know how genuine this is. It's, <laughs> no, there is. The, well, you'll hear what I'm going to say. It's very, very... There's a guy called ESPN Caddy. I think you'll know him. Yeah, yeah. And he's apparently spoke to somebody at Nike, and he's got a statement. So how true it is, I don't know, but it's very kind of vanilla. It says, like golf fans around the world, we are delighted to see Ty get back on the course. He is an incredible athlete, and is a phenomen- and it's phenomenal to see him returning to the game at this level. His story continues to transcend sports and inspire us all. As he continues his return, we will work with him to meet his new needs. And we're sending a guy to the tarmac at Jupiter to pick up his bag of shoes and bring him exactly. first, first class carrier to Augusta. National. Did you think when we were um, like on the weekend, thinking about this podcast, we would talk about Tiger shoes? Not at all. Here we are. But this is what happens. I've got a really interesting question. I think it's been brought up quite a lot recently. How do I hit the ball so far? Just speed. <laughs> it's just speed and going to the gym occasionally. <laughs> what... Um, do you think what what do you think the other competitors like there's 90 other players playing at Augusta this week mm. 91 in total 
like the Tiger players also doesn't. How do you think they are feeling in with like the Tiger Circus? Love it because it takes the energy Have off to. them. Yeah, because think about it. They a lot of them would have grown up loving Tiger Woods, so. You'd imagine, I don't know this for a fact, but most of them obviously would admire him and respect him and want to chew his ear off and see how he plays the game, play practice rounds with him maybe. But equally, like you said, we're talking now about Tiger, Tiger, Tiger as every other media outlet is because it gets people excited and it gets, you know, it's a talking point. Every other golf has kind of slipped under the radar. So it must be a good thing. There's going to be more eyeballs on it as well. So if, even if you... It, it, let's just say John Rahm, for example, wins the Masters this year and Tiger's playing. Surely there'll be more eyeballs watching John Rahm than if Tiger wasn't playing. So that's only going to make John Rahm's brand bigger and better. You know what's scary? That this, and you hit the nail on the head right there. It takes the pressure off all the other players. Genuinely, and this is no disrespect to John Rahm, I'd almost forgot about someone like John Rahm this week. Yeah. Isn't it weird that? Yeah. And that's wrong. i tell you I've also just forgotten about the actual current world number one, Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. He's like won three times this year. Like he, imagine Tiger not in the field. Would it all be about Scotty? I don't think it'd all be. I think there's always going to be pressure on Rory. Yeah. Because you get that green jacket that he's very nearly had. I think you've got guys, past winners, that are the, like you've read couples and stuff. They always get a bit of headlines because obviously the back and just see how they get on. Um, you've got Bryson. Did he call it a par 67 that time? Yeah. So that's always a bit of a headline. I've got a, um, I've got my money on somebody. Not actual money, it's not better, but in my head it's money. Or should we have three picks each? Oh, three. I've only really got one, but I'll take three. Let's do three picks okay. each. Can I, well, my, I'm write them down. Okay. Well, I'll do mine first. I know I'll pick if I'm doing three. My actual genuine pick is your friend of mine. Victor of Hovlandshire. Oh, nice. I think Victor Hovland, he's obviously recently played so solidly. He's only played the Masters twice, actually. Once as an amateur, and he won low amateur. And I think last time he came like 21st or something. So not like absolutely set the world on fire. Yeah. But he can obviously get it around there, and he's on such good form. I've not even downloaded the Masters app yet. I've not yet, to be fair. He's my kind of genuine, who I feel like could do very well. I'm also going to go with more of a who I'd like to do well. I'm going to go our boy Tommy. Yeah. I feel like when he's on, he's such a good golfer. I'm actually going to have a quick look now at how he's done it because I could be saying that. I think he's done decent round there before. I think before. he has done very well, yeah. But I think Tommy's play, he's obviously straight off the tee. His iron play is pretty good. So well, very good. you got Victor, love, Tommy. I'd, yeah, so a bit of a podcast um, theme here. Yeah, so he's, well, to be honest with you, Tommy's best finish, actually, he's only, well, only, he's tied 17 for 2018, and he's had a tied 19 in 2020, but I still think he could do well. And I'm also going to go with, this is a tough one now. I don't want to go with a prop, I mean, I know Victor's obviously a real favourite. I don't want to go with a super, super, super favourite. I'm going to throw out, I'll tell you what I'm going to go with, another, this is a random one, and this isn't one that's going to, again, going to do necessarily actually win it. I'm going to go again with the podcast guy. I'm going to go with Minwoo Lee. He's my outsider. Okay. All right. So you've gone Victor Hovland, Tommy yes. Fleetwood, Minwoo Lee. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go. I'm I'm not going to think with my heart. I'm going to try and think with my head. I feel like your, your picks there, right the so, have been heart I've got, picks. I've got one head, two hearts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to go I'm going to go with my head. Go on. Justin Thomas. Yeah. I know it's not a ridiculous shout. <laughs> I'm also going to go, even though I just forgot about him, I'm going to go John Rahm. So you're picking the world's top five. Yeah. Nice. I'll go I'll go for an outsider. Um, outsider, outsider. Who's the best ranked left-handed golf in the world now? 
Ooh. Let me have a look. World's up now. World ranking. World. Oh, I've got another question for you as well ranking. in a minute. I've got another good question for you that's going to cause debate. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, right, let me just find out who the best world left-handed golfer is in the world right now. Because left-handers do incredible around... Uh, Bubba, Phil. Do you think... Yeah, four, Phil's, not, Phil's not in. No, but I'm saying who've done well. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, right, who is... Uh, I'm going to probably pick, not get someone here now. Um, there's not many left-handers high up in the leaderboard these days. Oh, my God. So this is your... You can't just pick a random left-hander now if you don't. Let's pick another pick then. Who's your outsider going to be? Uh, my outsider is going to be. I'll go. I'll go outside. Outside. <laughs> um, my outsider is going to be. Ooh. Oh, this is curveball. Okay, go on, Lee Westwood. Nice. So, you've gone Victor, Tommy, Min. I've gone Justin, John, Lee. Right, very good. I've got a question for you. Yeah. And I want your honest opinion. And this might be a clip on the YouTube channel. So if you want to have your say, comment down below as always. If you're just listening in the car and you want to email us when it's safe to do so and you're not driving, do so. It's uh, podcast at rickshields.com. My question for you is, I'm looking through the, the entries, the, the invites, the people that are playing. And one name that springs out to me straight away is Sandy Lyle. Okay? Okay. So Sandy Lyle, as many people know, is a legend within the game. And he won the Masters in 1988. So a couple of years before I was born. And he, as a winning the Masters, you get a lifetime invitation to play. His recent finishes in the Masters, and I'll go just years from now kind of backwards. Cut, 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 cut. Then 2014, he was tied 44. 2013, tied 54. And then a few years before that, cut, 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 cut. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, and then tied 20. So his best finish in recent memory was tied 20th in 2009. And then he's basically missed the cut from, from the millennium, pretty much most years missed the cut. So this is really, I don't really have an opinion on that. Well, I kind of, I can see both sides, but there will be an argument that people say, why are you playing when you've literally got no chance of making the cut? Um, other people would say he's obviously 64 years old. He's obviously got an invitation. It's probably a great week for his family. I'm sure he'll play with whoever at the par three contest. It'll be a nice weekend away. Um, a week away, he goes for the Masters dinner in his green jacket, all that stuff. Should he be in the field still? Should he mm. still be playing? What's your honest opinion? The, the thing is, what you've just highlighted there of all the things that he could be doing, he could still be doing without playing the actual tournament. Mm-hmm. He can still go there with his family. He can still go to the green jacket dinner, which obviously the, from when we spoke to Sir Nick sounds like an amazing evening. Um, he can still play the par three tournament. There's lots of old mm. legends that play the par yeah. three tournament. I think, is it just, has it been Jack Nicholas this year that's actually pulled out of the par three? I think he has, yeah. Unless he's his grandfather the hole in one. Yeah. So you can still do all that. Teeing it up and actually playing? Ugh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what the criteria should be. I think it still has to be down to player um, choice, really. Discretion, the the discretion of the player, I still think. This is a difficult thing with golf because, again, and this is why I'm so keen to hear other people's thoughts, I've got kind of two schools of thinking. My first thought is what other sport is in the world where you can have a young 20-year-old lad competing with a guy who's 64 in the same field? It's not going to happen in football, is it, obviously? It's not going to happen in any sport, really. Maybe darts, potentially, I don't know. So the fact that Sandy Lyle can go and compete, if you want to... You know, 
yeah, that's that is really kind of unique and it's quite inspirational. But when you look at golf on a more holistic level, we're trying to make the game appeal a bit cooler and appeal to more people. So the younger people, really. Does it look great if there's somebody who's playing who's not going to make the cut? I don't know. And and is it is it right that he does take someone's spot or does the field just get well, smaller? I, I don't know because they send out invites, don't they? Yeah. So I don't know if then, I probably should have done a bit more research. I don't know if he's, t- I don't think he's necessarily taking a spot. No, because the field where, is at, so at small. What point does it come, at what point should an athlete, a golfer say, right, I've had my however many years. I don't know. It's I think the conversation one. in the open is much more well, is it, is it only prevalent because the, it, with the open, they can play it to a certain year because that actually got extended because of Tom Watson. He's playing so good. He obviously nearly won it when Stuart Sink won it in the playoff. Um, I, I believe that got extended to a certain year, but then as you get into the latter ages of that year, you are literally taking a spot off another player because if, if you were to drop out, they're just going to allow another qualifier in. Yeah. Where they, well, I think the Masters is different in that capacity. It, I'm sure there will be a reserve list, I would imagine, but... Well, apparently, um, I can't quite remember what it is for the Open. I think you get, obviously... I should have looked this before. But. So should should he play or not? It, it's a really hard one. And I, I, I probably, looking in from the outside, I would say he probably shouldn't be playing. Mm. But it's probably very, very difficult for him to hang his actual playing ability up his rights to play in the Masters. Do you think it's more, it's a, probably a combination of two things. It's probably that it's an amazing week, like I said, with your family, playing that amazing golf course. Who wouldn't want to play there? I wonder if it's almost a bit deeper than that as well. It's some like, you don't want to stop playing because it almost makes you feel like you're getting older in yeah. reality. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah. he's play, if he's won it in 1988 and played every year since then, and then suddenly you don't play 33 years, 34 years later. That must feel quite strange. But you look at, like, Faldo, obviously we spoke to him. He plays. He played on yesterday. He played it with his son. That's class. You know, the Sunday. Yeah. So, so Sandy Lyle could still do all this. Yeah. He could still go and play on the Sunday before the Masters. He could still go to the Par 3 tournament and still be there and be present and walk around with your green jacket and be spotted and, and obviously sign some autographs and take well you can't take selfies there because no one has phones but like you can still feel mm. you, you, you're there you're part of it but does he does he need to be teeing it up not sure yeah i mean I, sure i don't think i would massively want to i think once it got past a certain time and i and i, and I just knew yeah i was gonna chop it round for two days <laughs> don't think i'd really want to <laughs> another question for you are you in the clubhouse which one our clubhouse. Which one? There's only one clubhouse. Well, I've, I've list, technically listened to yeah, every Yeah, so you're in the clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're not sure what the clubhouse is and you've heard it banded around on social media, the clubhouse is this uh, mystical place where once you've listened to every single episode of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, you're in it. We might set up an NFT. We might set up an NFT. <laughs> to so celebrate pales. Um, And it's a bit of a sense of achievement because if you found the club, if you found the podcast quite late and let's say it was on episode 80, you've got to do a lot of groundwork to get in. But once you're in... It's only one a week. It's easy. Maybe a bonus easy. clip here and there. Sometimes it's not enough for some people. Exactly. One a week isn't um, enough. And we've built up this amazing community of people. And the main kind of platform like, where people in, um, have dialogue is on Facebook. There's obviously the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast Facebook group. Not everybody wants to have Facebook or uses Facebook for different reasons. That's fine. Because Mark Zuckerberg's a lizard. Yes, apparently. exactly. Did you say Mark Zuckerberg as well? Like I did that time then. Did I just say <laughs> I think it? you might have done. I don't know. I Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah, he is a lizard. Um, don't 
Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Mark actually listens to this occasionally. Um, however, there actually is now, for those tweeters out there, those Twitterers, there's a new thing called communities. So you, if you're on Twitter, you might see it. There's like a new like um, tab, essentially, called communities. And you have set one up, Rick. I did. The Clubhouse. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. Yeah, no, I, well, I, I picked up my phone and suddenly there was a Clubhouse thingy that some... Yeah, they've been set up. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's um it's like the Facebook community group, but on Twitter. Um it seems to be doing quite well, doesn't it? Does. It does. So basically if you go onto Twitter, if you again, if you're a Twitter user, if you're not, this set little section might be a bit boring. But go onto communities, there's a search bar, type in the clubhouse, all one word, and you'll find it. it's got the Rick Shields logo above it. There's currently 243 members, and basically it's a place you can tweet people and ask questions. But what's quite unique is the tweets kind of live within that platform. So if you've got like followers who aren't into golf and you tweet about golf it might people might not be bothered but all your tweets sit within that kind of section so it's quite good if you want to play golf with somebody you've got a free tea time you want to sell a club or whatever i don't know so if you want to join it join it if you I, don't don't i'm going to shout out three members oh now oh, wow so we've got over 200 odd members already in the twitter community so shout out to scott goodrich i've always liked the scott from illinois st louise oh nice oh no i don't think st louise is in illinois actually um I'm going to pick names that I can pronounce. <laughs> Patrick Oakley. Oakley, good guy, Oakers. Uh, doesn't say where he's from. But in his banner, he's got the Matsuyama Caddy head nod from nice. last year. Respect to the game. And then last one, oh, a blue ticker. Oh, we've Who's got a blue ticker in there. Sam Frost. Frosty. Bristol Rovers reporter for Bristol Live. I've always said I like Frosty. 100%. Imagine if he wasn't from Bristol. You know that time you and Frosty fell out? We don't talk about that, though. It will, I'll tell the story. It was Frosty. When he had head covers on his irons, and he went, oh, get lost, Frosty. And he was like, don't call me Frosty in front of my wife. And he went, we always call you Frosty on your wife. He went, call us Frosto. And he had a big fight. Last one, Aaron Lowe. Lowey. So, yeah, if you want to be shouted out randomly, join the Twitter community. <laughs> <laughs> you might not want to. Um, speaking of the podcast, though, I know while we're on the podcast, but just another little plug, and we did say we weren't going to talk about this again, but we are going to talk about it one more time, maybe two more times, is a live podcast show. So actually, we've had some uh, intel from the people that kind of put it all together, and ticket sales have gone down quite nicely, Rick. But I think the downside was... It's gone down quite gone nicely. Gone down with <laughs> Oh. Uh, no, we've sold a good amount, truthfully. However, when we first announced it, it was quite a long way in advance. So I just want to give it a couple more pushes because people may have heard it a couple of months ago and thought, oh, that's too far. I don't like thinking so far in the future. So if you are interested in watching this podcast live, it might be good. It might not be good. What's the date again? 28th of May. So that is a Saturday, the best, 28th of May. Put it in your diary, please, I best Rick. put it in my diary. And it is at Islington Assembly Hall, um, which is in London, about the Angel area. Doors open at 6.30pm. It will be more like a half seven to eight vibe. Um, and it should be quite... Run for an hour or so. If you want tickets... A few scoops. We can watch the football. Yeah. All that jazz. Yeah. So if you want to come, we if you're watching this video, there'll be a link in the description. If you're listening, again, there'll be a link in the description. If you do want to get tickets, the easiest way is to go on uh, thepodcastshowlondon.com or just Google Rick Shields Podcast Live London, something like that. And you'll find it, and it's really simple. You can get tickets on there. So we'd love to see you there. We might give it Should one or two more plugs towards. The we kind of thought as being a headline act, um, even though John Robbins called me out on this. Uh, I thought we would have sold out in like we'd, two yeah, minutes. Yeah, so did I. Um, but um, obviously, we'd, we'd, who we'd wants didn't. to watch a podcast live? I do not know. You guys, uh, you guys listen and watching. Do you? <laughs> um, I've got another question for you, Rick. Go for this it. This time it's a dear Rick. So it's from um, a guy called Jamie. 
I will leave his surname um, blank because he might not want his surname left uh, read out. He says, today was the first medal of the season and I was really looking forward to it all week. Went up to the driving range a few times this, this last week and I've been striking the ball really well. So I was uh, confident of hitting a decent score. From the second hole in, we found we were behind, uh, stuck behind a very slow three ball. As it was a medal, we expected it to be slower pace than maybe a, a Stableford would be. But it was very, very slow. And this um, gr- group in front were not letting us through. It got to the point uh, we were waiting between four and five minutes. You see every shot hit into greens, etc. Eventually, my round um, became poor. I was irritable. And all that gra- uh, graft on the range all that week became pointless because my head had started to go. Do you have any tips on how to deal with this mentally? I've tried slowing it down, trying to play in patterns in between shots, etc. But ultimately, I always lose my concentration um, whenever I'm playing golf and it's slow play. Help, Rick, please. I think the only thing you can do is actually try and change your practice into more play scenario. Mm. So when you're at driving range, as you know, certainly if you go to somewhere like Trafford, it's got automatic tees. It's very easy to hit a lot of golf balls very, very, yes. very quickly. Yes. And you can easily get into your flow doing that. Suddenly, the bad shots don't really matter. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And you're just whacking away and you kind of get into this nice tempo, this nice flow, and suddenly things start to click. But then that doesn't transcend onto the golf course, regardless of the speed of play when you're playing, Mm. because 
it's a much slower pace out on the golf course. So what I'd actually recommend them to try, and this might not be the perfect scenario, but I think it could really work for this situation, is when he practices, try and practice very, very kind of spaced out. Methodically. Like, yeah. So like try, really difficult to do this. Try and hit like 10 balls in a 30 minute window. Wow. I know. Just try it. Just for, for this certain yeah, example, yeah. because I think that would really teach him ways of being able to keep his swing and his and his mental approach in check when he gets on the golf course and it's slow mm. so like things like he can be doing practice swings he can he can keep himself distracted um he could be kind of working on little bits of of, of mechanics to some degree and he could transcend that out to the golf course but then when you get onto the golf course then it doesn't quite feel as as differently paced mm. potentially um the other option is that if he prefers to play faster, he's trying to get a much, much earlier tee-off time. Yeah. Like, try and get the first tee-off time that you can go for, like, whether that's a 7 o'clock, or go for one of the much, much later ones and leave a bit of a gap if you can. Um, if you're going out at, like, 10 o'clock on a Saturday, it's probably going to be slow, isn't it? Yeah. It is frustrating slow playing. It's one of those things that sounds obvious, this. When you have been playing golf actually more on the golf course, and you can see why it does annoy people, and it's not that you want to absolutely whiz round, like when you get to a shot on, you might hit your tee shot on a par four and you've got a shot into the green and you're waiting for what feels like an eternity. It's only in a comp. If it's a casual round, just chat with it. When you want to kind of stay quite switched on, it is difficult. I must admit, I've been quite lucky. I don't think I've ever experienced it. Yeah. I'd say the only, certainly in recent years, the only, whether I'm the slow player, but in, in more recent years, the only t- time I've experienced it, and this sounds daft and it might bring, come on to my next story quite nicely, um, experienced it at mini golf when it's just like painstakingly slow yeah. and you've got like six groups every hole and you've got to watch like the kid knock it around the hole 15 times before yeah. you get it in. Um, to avoid that, this weekend I went playing mini golf, but we went early, way before the rush, and it was much more pleasurable. Well, that's the, that's the um, did you take Scotty Cameron's and Pro V1s? No, I didn't actually. But something happened that at the time, I didn't think it offended me, but afterwards it's, it's really grated on me. Go on. So we went with another family, okay? So there was me, my wife, and three kids, mm-hmm. and another family, a couple, they have two kids. Kids at school, whatever, parents really got on. So Is it the fact they didn't bring a laser range finder? <laughs> they don't play golf right, at okay. all. So I was the only golfer. Did you take a glove with group. you and put it in your back pocket? I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I'd play legit. So we got there, and obviously the expectation level is fairly high, okay? Yeah. Or certainly, I think the expectation level is fairly high. They probably don't really care how you play, but you I think feel like I think I think other dad was quite competitive. Okay, so to the point where, like, the first hole kind of I did I did it in like three, like quite whatever standard. Okay, he did it in three, and he was like, I, at the time, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. He went, I tied you on that hole. <laughs> I thought, oh, here we go, <laughs> it's going to be one of them, is it? So anyway, long story short, <clears throat> we played and we got round to the sixteenth. Okay. okay. And the sixteenth hole, there's a there's a shortcut. You can go up a hill and down mm-hmm. a hole and through the through tiger a shoot, line, through a shoot, and it shoots out to the hole. Okay. Yep. So I hit this one shot. I went up the hill and it just didn't quite get to the hill, and annoyingly scooted yeah. back down. Oh, for God's sake! So I went the safe route, safe route, and ended up with a three or whatever. Mate of mine, never played golf before. Never done. Never really done money golf before. I know okay. it's coming here. Goes the tiger route. Okay. Up the hill, perfect pace kind of swivels around the hole like a like a whirlwind and drops in boxed it this is the this is the oh this the is the, right okay you got the shoot the yeah shoot comes down out whoosh, 
straight out. Okay. Now, still no guarantee it's going to go in. Yeah. I've seen many times. Comes out, hits like the side of the hole and does like a full 360, drops in for a hole in one. Okay. He's beat me on that hole, like yeah. comfortably. So at the time I thought, he's not going to be a big deal. Doesn't matter. It was a big deal. Of course. It was a big deal. Uh, to him more than it yeah. was to me, but it grated on me. So next hole, really tough, like ridiculously hard hole. Stuck your next one on the path of the golf. hard hole. On the mini golf course. It's the one with the spine going down. It's the 17th of the one at Trafford with like the dinosaur spine. Yes. Did he okay. wonder what you were doing when you started doing aim points? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm there and so how we did it the five kids played in the group in front of us and the four adults played in the group behind okay so the four the five kids were kind of messing about and whatever jumping onto the next hole and whatever but uh, my eldest daughter kind of was hanging around our group a little bit so um, daddy why is that man winning <laughs> well, daddy I thought you were good at golf <laughs> why, why are you not winning this so anyway the one with the spine I hit right into the chute like so hard to yep. do that, right? Right into right into the spine, okay. So it's coming down the tunnel, right? So I I hit a, a it was like a silver ball, okay. Yeah, quite a nice silver ball, straight in the tunnel. Silver ball shoots down the spine, okay. Gets to the end. I'm thinking this is guaranteed in. Like this one, I know it's going to yep. go in, right? At the end, out pops a gold ball. Ooh, so it's been a bit of clog up there. A gold ball goes straight in the hole oh my days my daughter is laughing her head off because what she'd done not knowing she'd put her gold ball at the end of the tunnel hoping that another ball would hit her ball and it go in did you discipline her yeah yeah thank you You will not come to mini golf again if you behave like that. How dare you embarrass me? You've embarrassed me, yourself, your mother. So I couldn't believe it. So she was laughing her head off. So, so like, I'm in this situation now where I kind of have to laugh. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to laugh. I want to cry. I'm like, <laughs> good one. Ah, nice. <laughs> so, like, so I went and got the ball, my silver ball. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just, I'll just have one more go. I'll oh, just have okay. one more go. Cheating. Just in case. Like, thinking, oh, that's Actually, a penalty. That should have gone, gone in the yeah. hole, right? It'd be a penalty. Really. So then I hit up the shoot. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I can't believe I've done it twice. Can't, I can't believe I've done it's it twice. It's back down the shoot, isn't it? Came out the shoot with like a little, like, boop, like no energy. <sighs> so anyway. It hit you hard on it, that. It really hurt. <laughs> so then... I, we planned then to go on the proper driving range. I was yeah, now, oh, here we go, now, here we but, go. But um, we decided to go to the arcade instead. You're getting too competitive. This is ridiculous in the arcade, just a very quick story. So me and the other couple, we spent, on all the rides and all, it's ridiculous. Arcades are such a rip-off. Those bloody grabby things oh, where you try I and like, grab a toy. Oh, I hate all But that. you just think you're going to win. So annoying. How do you spend? Um, £30 each, each couple. God. And they walked out with literally a packet of sweeps. Yeah, but that, yeah. Anyway. Um, I've got a story you know about, and I, again, it's a bit of a, of a controversial one. So, mate, I'll, I'll go with your lead if you want to name the golf club or not on this. Um, the golfers stripped of a competition for not attending presentation. Is this the one that my mum texted me about? Yes. Um, <laughs> you want to mention the club or not? Um, I think we should, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Stockport Golf Club, which is a golf course very, very close to us. We've actually filmed the Brick 75 there that before, too? a couple of videos, yeah. I've played the... What a golf course. It's... it's, it's Unbelievable. One of my favourites. For some reason, you know when you go to a golf course and you just get a vibe for it? We've played there a couple... Well, I've played with you... Well, start again. we filmed there and I've played on my own one time uh, when I went that day thinking of ideas, do you remember? Of course, um, yeah. I did. Come back some great ideas. Day. And it's just a golf course that's got 
Yeah, the course is stunning. So Stockport Golf Club, it's big shout of, out to the actual of, course. It, it's got tradition, which yep. might be a thing that slightly holding it back, but it, but it doesn't feel snooty. Yeah. Like, it's not one of those ones where if I had my phone out, I wouldn't feel bad. And if I wore a hoodie, I wouldn't feel yeah. too bad. Um, Gary, the pro, who actually has left recently, he's moved on to another golf course. He's unbelievable. Pro shop was great. Um, always really well stocked. Just a really, 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 really nice vibe. However, however, yeah, however, um, I, I think there might be several Twitter accounts for the golf club. But anyway, they had a Twitter account, and had is the key word here. There was SGC, so Stockport Golf Club, Gents Comps. That was the at username. And art is, the tweet has since been deleted, as has the actual account, which is quite a, a big move. Wow. But basically, and I, I can't actually find the actual tweet anywhere now, but I've seen an article on Golf Monthly about it. That's kind of how... Um, viral, I'll use that term loosely, but viral in the golf world it went, where essentially there was a Saturday competition and there was it was a better ball, I think, and I believe 38, 38 points won, 37 points came second, and then 36 points came third. Okay. But the team that got 38 and the team that got 37 didn't attend the presentation, so Stockport Golf Club decided to give it to the third place as first, if that makes sense. So, so they disqualified first and second essentially, place yeah, because they didn't it turn up for exactly. the presentation. Now, I think the whole purpose of this tweet, because that's what you might do internally at the golf club and whatever, the whole purpose of this tweet was to kind of, they, they put, it just shows how important it is to attend presentations. Now, again, the beauty of opinion, there might be a lot of people listening to this or watching this who completely agree with that and think, well, yeah, they should be at the presentation. However, it went down very, very um, poorly on Twitter with a lot of people. Now, again, I know Twitter is a hive of opinion, but several people were saying that actually, you know, a lot of people have families. They might want to play golf, which is four or five hours. Certainly, we're getting there early for a comp day and stuff. They have to go home. I feel like they can't wait around for a presentation. Um, other people said it's a, it's a tough school, um, but they know the rules and traditions when they join. So it's not so much that the people, they might have moaned. It wasn't so much that the people who should have finished first and second were moaning. It was more the golf club kind of showing off their tradition that actually went down very, very poorly. They, they were trying to flex on the fact that they disqualified first and second, really, weren't they? Yeah, and somebody else tweeted that I could partially understand this if it was a major club championships or whatever, potentially. But for a four-ball better ball, Stableford, it kind of seems a little bit over the top. Um, and it seems, you know, it, it, it helps to fuel this kind of negative image that golf is elitist and old-fashioned. Yeah. And that's why people don't want to play comps and join clubs. So it's a tough one, isn't it's it? A, it's, it's a really, really strange one because part of a golf club is the community aspect. Yes. And part of winning competitions and, and being, you know, if you certainly if you win a major and your name's on the board and you get presented a trophy... All that is kind of, it comes part and parcel of winning mm. something you'd like to think. And in, in an ideal, perfect world, you'd have 100 competitors playing in the golf day and straight after or whatever after that evening, you'd have a 100 people at the presentation. The winner would win, first, second, play, second nice speech, nice photos, off you go. That's not the real it world. You can't because the it just guy at seven o'clock, like the first tee seven, the last tee is 12, and the 12 guy finishes at four, half past four. Com- uh, that exactly. is at five. The seven o'clock guy, unless he comes back, he's not going to stay all the, that time. The only way you could possibly do it is shotgun starts. Yeah. But even then, it, then it's very difficult. But if, if it was a shotgun start when everyone teed off at nine o'clock and everyone was finished at one and you're in the bar anyway and whatever, 
quick presentation is Guy Charnock here. You've won Longest Drive again. Yeah. Shock, shock. There you go. There's your Longest Drive award. Like, it kind of makes sense. I think what they've done there, though, is like you said, they've tried to flex it and they've tried to kind yeah. of, they've tried to stamp their authority down by saying, you know, if you're not going to attend, you're not going to win your prize. But there has to be justification here. There has to be some level of of understanding. There has to be some level of of um, coming up into the modern world where if you're a modern family man or doesn't even, you don't even have to be a family man, just a modern man in or modern modern person in general, yeah. you've got a lot of things going mm-hmm. on. And golf sometimes is not every single minute of your Saturday. It's it's for four or five hours that you can you can afford to use to play golf and enjoy it, a sport that you love, and maybe one you get want to get better at. But then the rest of the day is family time or or your own actual time that you want to do yeah, some stuff it's, with. Um, it, it, again, rightly or wrongly, whatever way your opinion is or people's opinions are, hopefully these kind of incidents should encourage golf clubs to maybe rethink things and hopefully potentially change some traditions that actually aren't that or you know have more regular presentation evenings so maybe have one every month or so or i'm not saying everybody could still attend but if anything they might encourage people to attend on a thursday night once a month and maybe have a couple of drinks and spend money in the clubhouse or whatever i don't know um what was interesting i wonder if you'd ever get to a stage where it's almost like an award ceremony mm. like like the Oscars or or the Brits and stuff, and it's the Oscars like, at Stockport Golf Club, <laughs> yeah. and it's like there might be some fighting again. But like you get one of those ones where it's like, oh, so uh, Jim Jim Smith couldn't make it today, but we're going live to Jim now <laughs> at his home. Is in- his timeshare in Turkey? <laughs> um, I made up a one. Um, I hit the ball well. That, that pie after nine really helped. <laughs> I think that's what they've got to do. I think that would be absolutely brilliant. He's sat, sat there with us. He's a bit sunburned. His wife's not going, what is that? What are you doing? He's got 25 quid in his account. I love it. Oh, the internet's not very good here. Sorry, guys. Jim, you're upside down. Turn the camera around. I'm not going to be readers on the account, see your screen. Um, another question then. Last one before we wrap this got, up. Oh, quick thing, actually. Quick thing. I'm not going to for absolutely ages, but people listen on uh, Apple and Spotify, if you want to rate us a few stars, ideally four or five stars, please do. Not had any ratings for a while, which okay. is fine. Doesn't offend me, but it's nice if you want to. It's like a tip. So when you go out for a steak <laughs> and you tip the restaurant, whether you want to or not, and it's like added on, and it's like, oh, not that well, not paying it, but fine, I just will because I don't want to be awkward. Just see this as a little tip. Okay. Four or five stars. Oh, you can actually send, send, us, sell it. send us money. <laughs> or send us money on PayPal. Um, the question on Facebook, I had many questions, but a lot of them kind of covered throughout the conversation with like the, the masters who want to win, who we think will win, et cetera, et cetera. This one's a um, interesting question. It's from David. He said, why is it that golf clubs are offering memberships cheaper to younger people? Is this ageism? Now, I've got two schools of thought again on this. I'm loving to, There's a lot of debate today so i feel like there's a lot of people to get the teeth stuck into and uh, have a either a moan or a wind or a comment or whatever so feel we've, free we've to not even involved. gotten to the dude perfect video yet. oh yeah <laughs> um basically yes golf clubs do often offer cheaper memberships so when i've looked around before at memberships you typically get a junior membership which is fine up to 18 years old it's normally or thankfully very cheap and that's great i think i think most people can get behind that because juniors that are obviously if there's not then parents, the parents, it's a good way to get them into the sport. It's often, hopefully, if the golf course does a good job, can keep them as members potentially for life or for longer term. And they don't always get the same rights as the gents, do they? So they can't play on Saturday in the men's comp often or whatever. So there's the certain things they cannot get. Yeah. 
Which I think I don't think they should. I think they should get everything, everything. really. I think what I've seen in the past where some bitter older people have said, yeah, but they get to play six th- six times a week. I've got to work. And I'm like, yeah, but that's part of being a kid. You're going to play yeah, every day, right? Yeah, I suppose, again, there's t- yeah, I, I think when I was a junior, we were allowed to play in the men's comps once we got to a nine handicap or better. And I think the, 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 reason, the rationale behind that was that you're obviously at a good level, so you're going to hold your own on the golf course. I think, yeah... The, the, Whatever that that is, that's you know up for debate. I think with this, what he's probably alluding to a bit more is that often then at golf clubs you have like a cult membership, maybe eighteen to twenty-one, and then even now a lot of golf clubs you have like cheaper membership up to even like thirty-five. Now the reason behind the golf club doing that, I think, is because they want to encourage again this younger profile who will hopefully join and stay for longer. Obviously, thankfully, I'm under that age, thirty-five. So if I went to a lot of these golf clubs, I would benefit from that. So to me, it's obviously a brilliant thing. However, if you're 40, 42 and you're in a golf club and you're paying two grand a year and your mate who's 34 from work paying 1,200 quid and they get everything the same, I could kind of understand why that might feel a bit annoying. But it's the golf club are doing it. Of course it, it it's, is. It's, it's a funny one, isn't it? very simply has to, has to do a spreadsheet with all their members and how old all their members are. Mm. And it's very easy to categorise and go, right, this is the situation. From 40-year-old and plus... We've got more members than we'll ever need, mm-hmm. really. Right now, we yep. have anyway. From 40 to the, to the grand old age of 100, we've got 75% of our membership mm-hmm. right now. So under 40, we have to target. Yeah. So so we can't offer them more. Yeah, you true. can't actually offer any more services. An extra 20 holes. <laughs> yeah. All you can do is offer a better rate yeah. to, to encourage the other 25%. And I'm making these numbers up really off the top of my head, but I'm probably not far off. For the rest of the, the rest of the the golfing community, we have to bring those people yeah. in, and we have to do it at a price that is going to suit and is going to encourage them. Yeah. And also, the other thing, it's governed by other golf clubs. You don't have to take you only have to get one golf club in your area to do it. Yeah, and everyone has to do it because you all you all have to kind of work. It's a bit like house prices. House prices are very much governed on your neighbours and yeah. stuff. How you know how much it's going to sell for? So, um, I, I think it's a, a very very important and sensible decisions golf clubs make and if golf clubs don't have to do it well then that, that's fine they, they must be doing very well, well it's like my gym for example just it's just one amount i think yeah. no matter what you, there might be something for like pensioners potentially i don't well that's know. where it'd flip yeah, the other way go the opposite way that's where but, over over 55 or over 60 you'd get it for cheaper yeah. i kind i can kind of get his point and i do kind of understand that if you're joining a golf when you fall outside of a category you might get a bit annoyed about it but ultimately, it, it's quite simple why they do it, isn't yeah. it? Um, you're, if you're paying a lot, of, if you're paying the top right, it means you're in the majority, really. Yeah, it means you've got a lot of people at that age range being a member of the golf club. Yeah. Um, should we have? A, I want to really talk about this. So over the weekend, Dude Perfect. Yes. So the, who are Dude Perfect? So people it's that five don't know. American um, blokes who have a YouTube channel, one of the biggest YouTube channels in the world, fifty-three point eight million subscribers. They're doing all right. We're catching them up. (laughs) Um, So five of them. um, I've actually, my biggest ever video on the channel is where I played golf with two of them uh, when they're over here in the UK. They're the third biggest sports channel in the world. They do kind of trick shot videos. They do super huge viral videos. um, And a lot of them are really into golf. They're they're big golf, big fans of golf. Now they do a, a video that's called All Sports Battle where they'll have a golf bag or five players will have a golf bag 
but it's everything but golf clubs in the bag. <laughs> so it's tennis rackets, baseball bats, hockey sticks, what's called like these um, foxtail things that they throw. There's like frisbees, there's volleyballs, there's footballs. It's, it's a fantastic concept. And they've been doing it for about four or five years where they'll go and play a golf hole. And as soon as you've used that one particular item, let's say it's a tennis racket, you can't use it again on that hole, okay? Well, over the weekend, and I saw it teased a couple of weeks ago, they filmed a new one. And it came out this week. And this week is Masters Week. Mm. And they've managed to do an all-sports battle with one of the best players in the world, Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. And the five Dude Perfect um, creators as such, players, have managed to do it on the three most famous golf holes in the whole of the world. The 11th, the 12th, and the 13th at Augusta. National Golf Club. That is big. It's ridiculous. Huge. And I think it's so big because as we know, and like I say, even speaking to Sir Nick a couple of weeks ago, how strict and and on it Augusta are about their exclusivity Mm -hmm. and about their content creation. Like, bar the Masters, I tell you what, no, I I tell you what, I reckon they have softened over the last few years though because of things like the, the amateur... Uh, event mm-hmm. that happened last week, yeah. the amateur girls, the drive chip and putt, yeah. which has happened this weekend. That was class, by the way. I've not seen any of that. Honestly, yeah, I will watch it though. It's ridiculous how good. I've watched it, is. it before. It is class. Um, and and now kind of things like this. They are obviously trying slowly but surely peeling back this kind of layer of 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 shield that they've had so fixed for many many years. Mm-hmm. Um, the video's gone absolutely viral. It was number one trending on YouTube in the first six hours. I think it's had nearly 4 million views as we speak right now. It's only been out two days. Um, it's been out a day. Or two days. Um, two days. I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved every bit of it. It showed Augusta in a very different way. Um, like There was a, a moment where um, I think it was Bryson DeChambeau was lying down on the 13th green with a pool cue <laughs> Hitting. What was that ball? It wasn't a poo- no, it was like it was a croquet big, ball, was it? it? Something. So trying to trying to pot the the ball, not a golf ball, a bigger ball with a pool cue on the green at, at Augusta. It's crazy. I mean, I just loved every bit of it. However, and I thought the TV's gone off, but don't worry. I thought for me that ninety nine point nine percent of the other people would love it too. Yes, it's not quite been that, has it? When you look at the, yeah, it, um, the comments actually on the video from what I can see are typically very, very positive, as you would imagine they are, because a lot of the people that comment are followers or fans or subscribers, whatever. Um, on social media, though, there was a bit more, certainly on Bryson's, because Bryson put a picture on his Instagram, the guys that did Perfect did. On Bryson's in particular, there was a bit more negativity, possibly from the more kind of authentic golfers. Um yeah, I don't massively get the, the the people not liking it. I think, well, the reason that people don't like it is because this is like almost the holy grail of golf, don't they? And this almost borderline disrespects it, which I don't think it does. Um, I think my kind of take on it is that Master, the Masters wants to grow their social presence, don't they? They want to grow their own YouTube channel, which does very, very well around the Masters Week, as you can imagine. It gets millions and millions of views. They have all the rights to all the footage. If Tiger makes a hole in one, it's going on their channel. It'll get loads of views. So at the end of the video, Dude Perfect, you know, shouted out the Masters channel and Bryson's channel. So they both got a huge kick out of it, you'd imagine. Um, I think it's good, though, that, like... I think one thing you sometimes can get... um, 
almost wrong is that you think that because it's quite a traditional tournament and a lot of the people that you see there are middle-aged white men that that is all their team behind the scenes and it will not be not they will have such a diverse workforce of younger people from different backgrounds who get what's going on same as the rna you, you might think incorrectly that the rna is full of old middle-aged blokes we know a lot of the staff there exactly. isn't that at, at all a lot of forward thinking very kind of progressive people who are clued up yeah. and they get well paid because yeah. of the back and they should do so it's great to see things like the masters and augusta national embracing how to hit new audiences and I think if you wanted to hit an audience that are into sports, it's definitely a way of doing yeah. it. Like I say, it, it depends. It'll be interesting to see if it makes any actual impact on how many people watch golf over the weekend, but it's not done it any harm. Any harm. That's the big thing. It's not done it any harm at all. And I, I thought it was amazing. And from a content creator, I got a lot of people saying, oh, but you're jealous about it. I'm like, not even a tiny bit. Well, it's not. Like, yeah. it, it's, if anything, it, it's exciting because yeah. it's showing that that one of the biggest golf tournaments in the world and one of the best venues in the world are now trying to open their arms, open the gates to social content. The only... Like, that's crazy. The only question I'd have around, and this has been super, like, looking at it in a stupidly close, but a lot of the comments were, this is a great way to grow the game, which it may or may not, I don't know how you've measured that. The only thing that sometimes slightly not upsets me is that we have to grow the game of golf by not actually playing golf. Mm. Like, they weren't playing kind of loosely linked to golf by getting an object to a hole. But then it thinks, is golf that boring that we can't show off to younger people by them just playing golf? It has to be a sport take on it. You, yeah. you with me? Yeah, um, whether they even had conversations about do we actually make it more golf authentic yeah. or not. But um, yeah, it, that that's probably a different a different kind of chat. But um, I mean, it's a bit like, I think a lot of people, and I would have 100% been like this, thinking places like St. Andrews would have been very, very, like, closed gates. No, you're not doing anything. Yeah, we got permission to go and film yeah. around there, play in reverse with Minwoo Lee playing with Hickory Clubs on a Sunday. I think the difference like, is now, though, is that there's something in it for them, isn't yeah. there, ultimately? Because, like, the Masters, like I said, I don't know, we might be able to pull it up, actually, but they will have gained off the back of that definitely subscribers. Like, 100% they will have done. Now, the only so, thing is, I, I, I think they've got those have, hidden... And I probably need you to go, I've checked my emails a lot. Yeah. And I've gone back for like the last six months. I don't feel like I've seen an email from the Masters asking you know, me to do a You know what there. it might be? Because... Is it, do you reckon it's gone to junk? No, it was because when you initially said at the start of this bit, how many subscribers do Perfect had? You said, I think, 53 point something. Ah, uh, yeah. No, you're actually 4 million off. Oh. They've got 57. Uh. So the amount that you were wrong by is double what we even have. <laughs> so that just went to scale how big their channel actually is. They've just got more subscribers than, than we have on our channel in this chat that yeah. we just had. They, they've actually, you forgot about 4 million of their subscribers. <laughs> you've forgot the exit. We've only got two. You've only got two. Often to do with you. You've got 2 million. Ha. But either way, Masters, if if you need a little break, 75 round there or uh, or um, um, any, any anything else, if you want me to come and rate the bunkers. If you want a marks. video that'll be seen at least 10 times less than the Dude Perfect one, we'll do it. At least 10 times less. <laughs> Maybe 100 <laughs> times less than the Dude Perfect well, one. They've got 4.5 million after what shows us one day. If we had 450,000 in that time, we'd be yeah. very happy. So, so um, but we'll be cheaper. We would be cheaper. Than Dude Perfect. Um, so... I'm gonna do a, a podcast maybe there and get fifty thousand views. So maybe masters, if you if you listen, to, yeah, we'll do a podcast as well. If you want to email with USPGA, a, if you want any content doing, <laughs> what are you guys? I'm just thinking masters, masters. If you want to email uh, podcast at rickshields.com, we'll find out. We'll either way, yeah. At 
something at rickshields.com. We will pay you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, we'll pay you to come and do it, please. Thank you. Uh, right, anyway, enjoy the Masters, everyone, this week. Um, I think it's going to be epic. I can't wait to see if Tiger's playing and all the other nice stuff that comes with the Masters. Very good, yeah. I'm going to have to buy some Footjoy shoes now. Peace out, everyone. Later. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 